Hi everyone, Raphael Harry here, and you're listening to White Label American, a podcast where we hear stories from an immigrant or two, sometimes more. Thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of White Label American. Thank you all for joining us today. Before we begin, I have a question for the audience and not limited to only immigrants. Why are you living in the city that you are currently living in? Email your answer or DM me at um, social media, especially Instagram or t- Twitter. Yeah, you know our Twitter. Send me a message over there. Or you can leave a voice message at www.whitelabelamerican.com and you can also subscribe to our newsletters and subscribe to the podcast there on um, Apple, Spotify, and all the good places. And if you haven't left a five-star review, what are you waiting for? Leave a five-star review. You know I love to read that and I'll read some on the show. So please do. We love that and uh, it makes me happy makes Josh happy, makes everybody happy. So please do. And if you want to sh- give us extra love, you know, make us, you know, give all the real loving, then you can leave a donation. You know, you can donate as low as $3 or as much as uh, Jeff Bezos does, you know. So, you know, $100 million, we're not going to say, no, I'm black and I'm bald, you know. Hey, give all the loving. But um, we know times are hard, so we understand that. So, you know, um, we accept anything in dollars, euros, uh, British pounds, sterling, uh, crypto, well, we negotiate that. We can negotiate crypto. Uh, I know a lot of you crypto bros, black men, this is discrimination. No, we don't discriminate here, but uh, we prefer dollars, all right? Yeah, so we, 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 yeah, dollars is on top of the world. Um, so, yeah, go convert it to dollars and send it to me. All right, then we need to grow our team. So, please do, please do. So, with that being said... Let's meet today's guest, Nancy Mulemwa. You know, I forgot to even ask you how to pronounce the full name. Mulemwa Sisi. You, you, you got it. Yeah, you got yeah, it. You know, you, know, you know, my past life, you know, I used to hang out in your country. <laughs> so, well, one of my past lives. So, that's why I, I know how to uh, say your name. So, she's a wife. She's a mother, a financial industry professional with over 15 years experience and a resident of NYC. She's actually more NYC than yours truly. But, you know, I still claim NYC. But, um, you know, now we have a real NYC, more real than myself, and other than Josh, you know. But, uh, yeah. So she's going to let us know where she was born in, and she's going to um, give us all the juice. But before that, she's also the host of Concrete Pastures Podcast, and I recommend you guys check it out. It's also a podcast about immigrants, the, their dreams, and um, she's a fantastic person. She loves giving people a platform to share their stories, and um, all-around wonderful individual. So welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Nancy? Thank you. Thank you for that intro. Love it. I'm no longer a wife. I'm separated. Oh, my, my bad, my bad. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, no. I, I did the African good. thing there, and I just said, oh, 
beautiful woman and just named her wife. It's yeah, it's know. all good. It's, it's all good. It's, it's, I'm ready it's, it's, to be a wife though. You know, I once yeah, you, I just I just wrong. crossed forty. So you know, once you know, I, I'm that official uncle age. So once we see any any beautiful person, we're just gonna be like, ah, you know, and, uh, wife, uh, husband. We're just gonna automatically start calling them, and then they're gonna be like, ah, uh, no, no, I'm not. I'm, oh, you're not, my friend. You, no, no, no. I saw you with. Uh, I saw you that. That's not your husband. That's not your wife. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. I see you, but um, okay. So maybe it's just in brand new forty that I am that's already affecting me. Oh no, that's so, okay. Yeah. Then the forties are the the new twenties, so it's it's, yeah, it's well, great. Well, well it's but great. Uh, wait for one month, then I start claiming the new twenties. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm still rocking the forties right now. Ralph, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. I, I'm excited to have this conversation with yeah, you. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here too. Thank you. So, before we dive into your origins, well, as part of your origins, what uh what are the meaning of your beautiful names? Um, so I really don't know what Nancy means or my first name is Mulemoa. Mm-hmm. So we'll clear that. I, that's why on my podcast, I actually mention both names, Nancy Mulemoa, CC. Okay. CC is my last name. Um, when Mulemoa means, um, someone knows not expected. Oh. But for the fun I, of it. I need to know the story behind that now. I don't know. I have to ask my parents. What? Okay, yeah. that's assignment. I, I I had no I, I have no idea. We have an assignment, so you have to come back for part two and then. Tell <laughs> of us. course, I'll gladly. Um, but um, I googled yesterday for the fun of it. I'm like, oh, let me just take a look. Mm-hmm. It says somebody who was seized. Seized. Yeah, like captured and what? stuff. Yeah, so I don't I don't know. So mm. it's up to the viewers how they want to take it. But when I was back home, I did ask what my the meaning of my name. Um, I remember someone telling me that it was some, it stood for someone not expected. It probably maybe it was a pregnancy that expected. I kind of get it because my mom, after she got pregnant with me, she dropped out of school, high school. So. So uh, are you the firstborn? Yes. Okay. That. Oh, that you should have started with that. <laughs> <laughs> you were taking me on a journey, and I was like, wait, so unexpected. Wait. I, was, I was thinking, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, you should have just said I'm the firstborn. I was like, oh, girl, don't, don't go too far. The firstborn. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's that's come on with firstborns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, most goodness. most firstborns were not expected. No, mine is uh, planned. Were expected in a way, but uh, they were like, oh, but you know, we're expected. I'm like, come on, parents, come on. Come on. <laughs> um, okay. not, I'm not judging y'all, but come on. I mean, okay. Yeah, right, but as for my father's name, I don't know what it means. I love the name, but I think you're the first person from the part of the world that you're from. That uh, yeah, I never knew you guys beard Sisi, and yeah, because I'm only used to Sisi as an Egyptian. Yeah. Yeah, because I I think even the current president of Egypt is is Sisi. The only person now that I I met somebody from um. Senegal, he's mixed Senegal yeah, and um, uh, South Africa. His last name is Sisi. How, how did he spell his? He's spelled like mine, but his has a C. So S I I C I I, and it, there's a uh-huh. Y, I think, at the end. Yeah, Senegal is used Y. Yeah, there's a Y uh-huh. at the end, and I'm just oh, like. Well, okay. It might be similar to the Egyptian. How does the Egyptian president spell his name? But I think he has one eye instead of two. 
if I'm not mistaken. Oh, you have no idea how much they butchered it here. Mm-hmm. Like in when I went to I when I started college, forget it. No man, you go, you're gonna have stories <laughs> stories on that. So I'm not I'm not surprised because yeah. yeah, and I saw the name. I was like, wait, let me let me let me take a look again. I mean, did I spell it right? Let me, let me, let me yeah, no, it's it's right. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. I wouldn't be surprised if um the if there's a connection. With the Egyptian heritage, hey, I'll uh, take it. You know, if you know River Nile and all that, so. I will take it. Yeah, and so it's one of my dreams, really, to go to Egypt. Yeah, me too. I, I, I was, I wasn't happy that I missed out on the Afri- uh, African Cup of Nations in 2019. Hey, 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 I beg, I beg, yeah, but um, I'm, I'm working on attending one, but very soon I'll start going regularly. So, um. Can you introduce us to your place of birth and your childhood? Um, so I am from Zambia, and I was born in the western part of Zambia, which is in Mongo. Um, my childhood, I really, <laughs> my, I don't remember the part where my parents were together. For some reason, my brain break, uh, blocks that mm-hmm. completely. The only time I meet my mom, it's the time that she's single and me and her are living together. And with my young sister, she was going back and forth from um, living with us and then she would go visit my stepdad. And then from that, um, my mom was was doing a business at the market. She used to sell tomatoes, vegetables, and she would sell like small uh, fish called capenta. So that's the, the the origin of her business. That's how she started. As soon as she separated from my dad, she had to make some type of income to take care of yeah. us. And then her business started growing. She found a need in buying plastic containers, and she started to sell those things. And I guess she was making profit. So she decided to, you know, let me go to the city um, to go and mingle with the big ballers, learn more of... What else they are doing in the city, which is the capital city, uh, Lusaka. Lusaka, yeah. So she left Mongo, went to Lusaka, and she left us with my grandmother. My grandmother lived, like, we would call it a compound. I don't know if that's the yeah. same way that you guys call it. In um, And to really, truly describe it, when I first saw Queen of Katwe, it reminded me of that. Oh. Yeah, it reminded me of that's how the place looked like. The, her house, my grandmother's house, was made out of mixed clay and mm-hmm. uh, mud, and uh, the roofing was just okay. It rained in whenever it, we had like a rainy season, we'd have yeah. to put buckets around. Uh, we had two rooms, we slept on the floor most of the time. So it was really, ru- really um, rural how we lived around. Uh, it was eight of us. My grandmother helped, I guess, put food on the floor for us, not on the table, mm-hmm. by <laughs> uh, selling milk. And um, from that, even selling milk, she would go early in the morning, five in the morning, to sell that. And then when she came back, she would go and sell fritters, which is fried dough, one of my favorite things to eat. Wow. Um, fast forward, my mom... Um, makes it, um, whatever success was for her at that time, she buys a house for my grandmother, which has electricity, a whole upgrade for my grandmother. And it was nice to see for my mom to do that. This was the first house she was buying. She was 
instead of buying a house for herself, she was buying a house for her mother. Which that, that's how the system works. But, yeah, yeah, that's how we normally do it. <laughs> it was great to see. It was a teachable moment for me, and I've lived with that for a very long, long time. Mm. Uh, that you have to be able to give to your parents in a great way. Um, once my mom bought the house, we moved to that house. And at the time, shortly after that, I was going to seventh grade. My mom took all of us. We are three of us. And then um, we went to Osaka to live with her. But again, she had to provide. Our family dynamic is very different. It's more of work, work and provide. Yeah. And that's how I felt my mom's love. That's how I felt uh, whatever dynamic, because people have different dynamics of some people have their family, their mothers, their fathers at home taking care of them. For me, it was different. We were taking care of other people, mostly uh, sometimes um, housekeepers. But when my mom was traveling, she's like, you know what, let me take you to boarding school. So I went to boarding school for uh, since seventh grade and graduated. After graduating, I had nothing to do, really. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. Hold on there. We'll, we'll come back to boarding school. <laughs> I have a question on boarding school. Because a couple, a few of our guests have uh, attended boarding school. So, okay. Um, yeah, I'd like to know about the boarding school experience. But before we come back to boarding school, but um, what, what's your your ethnic group or tribe in Zambia? Lozi. Lozi. Yeah, so we have 73 dialects. Okay. And for me, I speak Lozi. I understand um, some, like, a little bit of Nyanja, a little bit of Bemba. Um, I can speak just very little of it as well. Oh, so you guys have Bemba. Yeah. Zambia. Wow. Yeah. I thought, I, I fully had Bemba from Congo. Malawi. Uh, there's Bemba in Congo, right? Uh, I'm not sure if Congo, in but there's a country that has almost the same. I think it's Nyanja or Bemba. I think Malawi kind of oh, speaks. Oh. Or maybe it's Malawi that I've heard of. Yeah, I think oh. Malawi has the same. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because okay. I was, I was trying to, I, I was, I was still thinking about your last name. I was thinking Swahili, and. I, I confuse a lot of people with my last name, to mm -hmm. be honest with you. Same thing with my first name. Uh, it's a unisex name. So uh -huh. you never know who walks in. Especially, yeah, if you're from Zambia, they will know already. Like, who was walking through the doors, they wouldn't know. So it could be a woman, it could be a man with the same name. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, that's like my, my late cousin's name, Tawanda, in, uh, from Zimbabwe. It's a uh, Shona name. Mm. So, yeah, it's also unisex. Gotcha. Beautiful name. Yeah. yeah. She was a beautiful person, too. Aww. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, let me see. Before I come, okay, another question before I go to um, boarding school. Well, what do you consider your favorite childhood memory? I have a lot of uh, childhood memories. So, when we were living with my grandmother, um, we used to, at night, so our entertainment is always be music. Mm. So the, whenever we heard music, I don't, I mean, I don't dance like the Masaka kids, how they, they dance. I don't know if you've seen oh, them masaka. on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I show them to my kids. Just Wait, so they, masaka or, or Makosa? Ma, masaka, I think. Masaka kids. Oh, Masaka. Yeah, Masaka oh, kids on, on YouTube. Masaka kids. Oh, I need to write that one down. 
Yeah, they, they are. I mean, they dance really, really well. Like to all the new music that that comes out, and um, they they remind me of my childhood. So when I saw that, it's like one of my favorite um, memories uh, of just feeling free. No worries, no nothing. We, we were so poor, but I, I didn't think of any of anything during those times when we were dancing around. At, at night, would form like a circle, and we'll all be going in oh. inside the circle <laughs> one by one, and we're all, you know, dancing. Yeah. And <laughs> I remember yeah, we, we did we did that. At yeah, or twos and oh, yeah, we got that from Soul Train. I mean, no, Soul Train got it from us. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. I'm claiming it. <laughs> okay? BET don't come for me, but yes. Uh, <laughs> they got it from us. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we used to, uh, that's one of my favorite memories. I used to love that and mm -hmm. uh, just hang out with my sisters, laughing about nothing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, some of the, the, the best are always the simplest. Yeah, yeah. So. Because we put in so much into, you know, uh, it has to be like extravagant. It's yeah, it's no, really not. It was, uh, it's just simple. And for me, it's just the simple mm -hmm. things matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah there, was some, there were some great memories of from those dancing moments. <laughs> yes. You know, you, you learn how to, to dance with boys too in, in there. Yeah. It, it, it was great. It was great. And we used to do this almost every night we would do it. Oh, wow. Yeah, because that was yeah, our entertainment. I, I know every, every party that we had in the house, they would be like, dance, come, come in the circle. I would be like, nah, I ain't dancing. Come in the circle, come there. And then one, there would be some days where, I don't know, the spirit, <laughs> the spirit was charged. And uh -huh. then you just come in, <laughs> do something like that. Yeah. Look at him, all this. Using all his power. Look at him. Look at him. Using all his muscles. Mm, mm. Go easy, man. Go easy. Go easy. I remember some uncles who got, who got <laughs> jokes. Look at me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Go, come on. Look at him sweating. You sweating too much, man. Come down. Come down. Come down. Like, oh, man. Yeah, I can say my sisters uh, dance better than me. So uh, yeah, I, 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 we stole each other's moves. And I would no. look at my young sister. I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, where'd you get that move from? Uh, but, yeah, it, it was one of my... Greatest memories those yeah, times. The day I finally could do the Bobby Brown move, oh boy. You could? Uh, I finally could do it. Nice. It was long after it wasn't even hot. That's when I could do it. And then, yeah, I, I was dying to be called out in the second. Call me now. Call me now. So I can come in the second. <laughs> and I was trying to do MCM. I never, my legs were not. My, my, brain, my brain was telling me what to do, but my legs, I don't know what my legs were doing. Oh, that's me these days. Whatever I see, I'm like, okay, I can do what the Masaka kids can do. Yeah. That's my brain telling me, but my body is just like, nah, sit yeah, down, sit the, down. The, these days, <laughs> I, mean, I, 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 I still dance, but um, most times I'm doing the Drake dance. That uh, uh, what was that song? Certified Lover Boy. Mm. The, the 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 hip the hip trust. Yeah, I said, when I. I've I've never listened to that song <laughs> completely, but I just saw the video. I was like, "My man, that that that's <laughs> yep, that's that's me." My my wife just be shaking her like this guy. Yeah. Like, yep, that's it. From forty year old, that's it. You just stand there and just be mm, mm, the waist. Yep, that's it. That's a zaddy dance right there. Yep, yeah. Lucky that I'm not I'm not I'm I'm not single. Cause if I was single, uh huh, that would have just my. My Instagram would have been full of videos like that. Just yep, that's me. Just wear my hat, I the walking stick. I'm dead. Oh, the, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm taking revenge for all the circles that I missed out on. Because there were times when they'll be like, it's your turn to dance. I'll go sit down. Like, nah, I can't. all these kids dancing way too good. I can't, I can't compete. So I'll just, mm-hmm. I'll just go sit down. But now I'm, I'm not scared anymore. I don't care if you dance too good. I'm going to just come in there, do the hip thrust. Mm-hmm. Like, oh boy, this guy. <laughs> you think you can dance? Watch this. Ah, oh, man. Yeah, go, go compete. Want to compete? I can't. Yeah. I, I cannot. <laughs> if you if you want to go real hardcore, add Wakanda move. Oh, they're gonna be like, okay, you win, you win, you win. go, go, just go, go. <laughs> so we should have a competition after this. Oh, do okay. the hip sw- thrust, whatever it's called, and oh. uh, I'll do my. My little one leg, I guess. Oh, wow, one leg. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. You see, no, 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 let me go. And I, I need to go and get my walking stick first. <laughs> uh, you making 40 seem like it's so old, like it's 80. You need to stop it. You need to stop. Jeez. Oh, you need to stop. Uh, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Uh, everybody praises, oh my God, I can't wait to be 40. Uh, yeah. And yeah. here you are, discouraging yeah. some of us. Hey, mm. yeah, of course. When I fall down, I'm like, ah! Oh. <laughs> I just doing the, the dance trust on the ground. Like, are you getting up? No, I'm dancing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah, that, that's where my child comes. In. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, okay, yeah, I have to get up now. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, coming back to you and uh, moving away from the hip trusts. <laughs> you attended boarding school. So what was your boarding school experience like? And I'm asking this question because I, I'm aware of um, boarding school experiences, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've had them all on this podcast. So what was that like for you? For me, I mean, the good part, I like the freedom of not having my mom around constantly. Mm-hmm. Even though I hadn't experienced my mom uh, for so long. Yeah. But I loved having the freedom of not having, in, I guess, parents yeah, or grandparents uh-huh. or whoever was in charge of me um, around. The freedom for me to make decisions on my own. Okay. It gave me that independence. I think boarding school shaped who I am today because without that I don't think I would have the confidence to leave the country Mm. um I went to a Seventh-day Adventist boarding school yeah you're the first on this podcast because most people was um either Catholic or military or or just outright private I I was going to go to um the Catholic one but my mom is Seventh-day Adventist. So growing up with my grandmother, I'll go back to my grandmother. My grandmother goes to a church to church on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I loved her church. You go to church, it's like dancing and jumping. The, the, the Pentecostal and, church? N- not Pentecostal. It's uh, called UCZ, but it's like Methodist, I don't know, oh, type okay. of church. Um, so there's dancing, there's clapping, mm-hmm. there's a lot of singing, yeah. but it's like so happy. I used to feel so jovial going there all the time. Yeah. But my mom, she's been Seventh-day Adventist since I don't know. 
she used to ask me, can we go to church? I went one time and I was like bored out of my mind. First of all, the church was so long. Uh. I'm like, okay, this is so long. So her vengeance was, I will take you to a Seventh-day Adventist school. This way, maybe you're going to take a liking to what I like as well. Yeah. So all of us went to um, boarding to the same boarding school. And um, later, my youngest sister, she didn't like it. She hated it. My my mom took her out. But for me, uh, while I was there, I learned a lot. Uh, embedding into my faith, uh, even though I don't go to church now at the Seventh-day Adventist, I still pray every single day. I still uh, observe um, the Sabbath day. I still do that. Okay, so you're, you're a Seventh-day Adventist on paper? Not really on paper. It's just I... <laughs> um, I in do, spirit. Okay, in, spirit. in spirit, yes, in spirit. Much better, more professional. Yeah, in so. spirit. Um, I didn't like... So we were on a farm. Wait, Seventh Day Adventists were the guys with the white shirts. I don't know what shirt. What white shirts? They always had their name on um, the the. Yeah, service on Saturdays, right? The service is on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. Since I've been in America, I've only gone maybe I can count on one hand, and the reason why I stopped going is someone. Uh, so, one of my customers told me there was a Seventh-day Adventist church right here on Farbush, uh, on uh, Atlantic, I'm sorry. So, I went one time, two times, three times, four times, five times. That's a lot. Yes. So, the fourth time, she tells me, oh, my God, you look so professional when you're at work. So, I didn't understand what, where that conversation was going. Oh. So, she goes... Oh, but why do you have to dress? This is winter time. I have long boots on and a jean skirt. So she's expecting me to look like I'm going to work at work. I wear a suit every single day to work. Mm -hmm. On my day off, on my weekend that I want to go and connect with my God, I can go however I feel like going. Oh, okay. And she was judging my dress code. And uh, I just felt like, you know what, let's leave the judging to God. That's what I told her. I'm like, listen, I come here to connect with God. I am grateful that you told me that was a church. But for you to judge how I'm dressed, I don't appreciate it because I really just want to come and praise God instead of just being judged. Yeah, but you should have been in the white Shirt, tie, and you uh -huh. know, suits, you know, blazers, and you know, the bling bling, and you know, yeah. even the bling bling is not allowed. Oh, yeah. Earrings yeah. is not allowed. So all of that, <laughs> she she was she was judging. Oh, why? So wait, Seventh Day Adventist is not it's not Mormons, right? Yeah, it's not Mormons. Okay, so yeah. it was, it's Mormons I clashed with. In yes, that's what I clashed. <laughs> so so I messed, for me, I'm just service. like okay. Yeah, so going back to boarding school. The things that I didn't like about boarding school, the food, of course, was just horrible. Yeah, and you have to you're on a timetable. Yes, everything was scheduled. I like mm -hmm. the structure. Okay. I, I've taken that with me through my life, actually. How did you not end up in the military? That's still amazing. 
Yeah. So for for me, I love the structure. We woke up at five in the morning. Uh, we went to school Sunday through Thursday. Friday we were off, and if we we're off Friday, we went running in the morning. Oh, Sunday through Thursday. Okay. Yeah. So we went running in the morning, and then Sunday was worshiping. Saturday was worshiping all day, all day. Wow. And then, um, but Friday is after we go running, we would go to the field. They they had like cornfield. They had like different uh, crops of fields. So we'd go take out weeds. That was not my favorite part of the day. Oh, I'm making you. Yeah. So uh, we were working for yeah, the school, you know, pro- providing the food. Yes. So we worked for all of that. I'm I'm all for working for your food, but if your parents are paying, they should hire workers to do that. Mm, That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but why why hire workers when you when you're around? <laughs> Get to work. Get I understand work. if you're teaching us gardening. Mm. And on top of that, we had to learn gardening. So uh, they taught us gardening. I, I got it. But for me, it was just not, you know, I, I didn't like that part of it. But other than that, I had a ball. I've met so many people that I'm still friends with uh, to date. Um, I don't have too many bad things apart from those. So one quick question. Uh, money came to discipline... Uh, disciplining you guys. Oh, God. How, how did they do it there? It was horrible. And I don't like the way... Th- I, I get it about don't spare the rod for the child if the child is wrong, whatever. I get I get that. But um, if you fail the class, let's say, mm-hmm. they'll go... Uh, they'll, they'll whip you in front of the class. Either so on your did, butt or uh, did they, on your legs. Did they have the same? Was it common to use the same? Um, did they whip boys and girls the same way? Kind of the same. Oh, okay. You yeah, because the the switch was. Uh, I mean, here they call it the switch. Uh, they they stick whatever they use. Yeah, the cane. They, it's the same thing. So if me and you were wrong, mm-hmm. it would be if it's such a big offense, it would be like publicized. Like the whole yeah, in front of the whole school. The the whole school would be around, yeah. and I think that's like damaging for for kids to have that. Yeah, it was, but uh, in a way, we started uh, looking forward to it without realizing what it was doing. Mm-mm. That's how you create narcissists and cycles. For me, I did not look at it. Uh, now I, I know, but back then yeah. it, it was exciting. No, not for me. To be honest, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was terrified out of my mind to be in a straight line, mm-hmm. to not be made an example of. Yeah, I mean, in my, that, in my junior secondary was uh, it was a mixed school. We had day students and boarding students. I was the day I was on the day side. Yeah, uh, I was among the day students, and um, yeah, like sometimes, like if your hair was too high, like some days they would just they would just come inside the. the one you're in the assembly line is just start cutting hair. Like, man, don't teach us. You're just evil. Just like, keep, 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 keep. Bless your head. They'll cut one side also. You have no option to go cut the other side to level it. And they did that to both girls too. And then... Uh, Same thing they, for us. They will bring for us, it people was the in front. front. We're not allowed to perm our hair. Yeah. For the yeah, girls. They did. And yeah. if you had perm, it was just like, you've made such a big crime. Mm-hmm. And they would ask you to cut your hair before they do it for you. Yeah. So you just be forced to cut your hair. Yeah. I couldn't wait to pay my hair after boarding school. Yeah. Like I was just like, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. They they they, they made people, they drove people to to mm. that. But the flogging was uh, oh for school fees. They they flogged you for that. 
in the, for us, yeah. Like they were bringing from the school, like they would call names. People haven't paid. Like there was no. like once a quarter, a quarter. They were like no, they would call you privately. Oh, Thank God, I, 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 I never went. They bring you from the school. Uh, you did. You, you have been committing too many infractions from the school. Oh my uh, God! So it got to a stage in the beginning. We started knowing the people who could absorb pain, and we wanted to be like <laughs> that. And that's how you start creating narcissists and whole I bunch agree. of evil. I agree. Because you start. Oh, look at them. Wow, he can take, and then because when after you receive the flog, you pop your collar, you know, especially the boys, mm. the senior students. I'm like, oh, he cool, he's cool. I want to be cool like that too. So well, I, 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 I want to be up there too. And mm -hmm. then you go up there, I, 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 like, ah, this one, yeah, you're strong, like man, come on, man, take the king. And then before you know it, like oh, as soon as you receive the king, you don't move. Oh, we're gonna be yelling, yeah! Oh, all no. of you there, all of you there, kneel down, kneel down. Kneel oh, down, no. you're, you're bad students, and then yeah, because we, we were taught, like that's cool. It's cool for you to go up there, receive all the floggings, thirty six strokes. No, like oh, you know, well we didn't know what that was. That was the but that, that's a lot of trauma that was going on, and yeah. I, there was there was actually someone who I know he's not a pastor in the UK, funny enough. But uh, when he graduated, he came back to the teacher who was always flogging him all the time. Yeah, like one year after his graduation, he, he came for that guy. Yeah, himself and his boys, they came for the guy. <laughs> they, they beat the teacher, they beat a lot of things. I think they take advantage to some extent. Mm -hmm. To I I get being disciplined and it, somewhat, in some way, it teaches us to work a little bit harder. You want to get higher scores in uh, in your te on your tests. But they are creating such... Like it's horrible what what, what that creates to me, in you. I've never seen where the beating is part of discipline. It doesn't discipline anybody. It doesn't work. It, 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 I don't think it works. It doesn't work, especially in schools. It, uh, it, 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 it doesn't work. It's it just, just creates zero. these rebellious people, yeah. and it's just like because you you get used to being to taking a whipping. All it is is fear. Yeah, I, you, you you get used to it because I got used to my dad whipping me. Exactly. So one, once you. <laughs> You know that that's all this person has to offer. Yeah. And okay, what else? What what next? Yeah. Oh, nothing. Then I can respond. If that person goes to that level of I can respond, yeah, then you you don't want to know what's coming. Yeah. No, it's person. true. So it's true. The most of us never got to that. Oh, I can respond. Most of us were only at that. Oh, I'm just gonna take it and. Yeah, I'm cool. I'm cool. Look at all oh, the girls who like me. Mm -mm. Yeah, but they even know that's not how it works. But uh, no, I I, just... I I I worked my tail off to just yeah. you know what I don't want to be whipped. <laughs> There's that was a social studies teacher mm -hmm. who made it a point that if you got like I don't know less than eighty, yeah, you would get. A whipping. We had, and, we had teachers like that. And, and it was just, and he was known, he was like so proud, and mm -hmm. everybody was like terrified about of, of him. I was terrified. And it's just like he created so much fear in all of us. It, it, it's just unnecessary. It was unnecessary, and I don't think it should continue. Teachers should not be allowed to give a whipping. Because for me, I didn't even share with my mom if I got a whipping. Because then they would ask, why I, I, did you get yeah, a whipping? Why did you, and then you get another whipping on top of fault. that. Yeah, so it's not... 
there were I knew a few parents that all the, they did show up though, like but it was usually more powerful parents and yeah, yeah, and they would come beat up the teacher too. <laughs> <laughs> That's in Nigeria in Zambia. Yeah. I said, oh, right. they respect the teachers in Zambia. Okay, maybe uh, now, like, at least when um, I was in school. You know, you you got uh, the places that you got beat on your body were your palm, the palm. Of oh my hand, god! Oh my god! Um, the palms. Your back. Mm. Your butt. Yep. And then and the most evil ones were the legs, the back of your legs. Yes, that that, that was terrible. So I got all of those for uh, lateness. Yeah, and um, our favorite was the butt, and because mm. you know, with time, you know, we start coming up with measures to absorb it. So you start wearing shoulder pads in your butt. You wear extra shorts. Like, this is what boys were doing, and it was Jeez. just crazy. Because you want to come late, you like, you will come early and just be chilling outside the gate, so that will be late. You wanna hear a fun story? Before I moved to Lusaka to go to boarding school, mm -hmm. primary school, this teacher asked us to bring chicken manure. Okay. Where do you even get chicken manure unless you have like a chicken... A chicken farm nearby. A chicken or, farm. Mm -hmm. But nobody has a chicken farm. It's a poor area. Yeah. Nobody owns a chicken farm. Thank God for me, our neighbor had eight wives. So he had to make some type of... He had to have some some type of animals because it was not necessarily having money yeah. as being wealth. So yeah. having, uh, he had pigs, he had chickens, he had cows, he had all of the things just to have that value of money. Mm -hmm. And behind one of the houses for his wives, there were like two chickens that used to lay eggs there. So I went and it was by my grandmother's uh, side. So I would go collect whatever I could collect and mix it with sand and I took it. She was still not happy. <laughs> <laughs> she was still not happy. And she had, she was, she gave us a whipping yeah. for not bringing manure to her. It was not even for the school. This was for her garden. Oh, no surprise. So this is like, they take advantage that's it. of kids. Of kids, yeah. That, that's why I don't subscribe to the whole discipline um talk because um oh the, the, the we even have the more extreme one too that um I, I don't know if you guys have anything close to this uh if you were tagged a bad student and they got tired of flogging you like they, they couldn't <laughs> like they like you could absorb their flogging uh -huh. they'll go to a barracks an army no. barracks and then go pay a soldier no come. so a soldier who got nothing to do will come no and come start drilling you yeah, so now we come to the school and no. take you like to a football field. Like, oh, you think you think you're tough? You think it is? And has their whip? Cause soldiers have their own whips. That's much more. That's like it looks like the Saudi the whips yeah. that they flog. You Saudi or Sharia whips? Yeah, like oh, all right, frog jump. You, I don't know if you know frog jump. Yes. Yeah, Th that's exhausting. Oh boy, we used yeah, to your, do frog jump. Your tie is gonna be of course ooh. on fire. <laughs> oh, and then you are gonna see then with time. Like when if I if I were to start telling you what that guy i knew who's now a pastor in the uk if i tell you the stuff that guy did to some students after that drilling that the soldier still gave him and then it'll make him kneel down lift the block for how many hours oh my like, god wh why are you doing this to a student and he's paying school fees <laughs> that's my thing it's like a, it's this like somebody in prison <laughs> hard with hard labor you know even like man but <laughs> that soldier is just putting his own misery on him because they, they will get a low 
low-ranking soldier who has probably yeah. not been paid for a year Man. or two. Yep. So, yeah, so he's getting his pay. Frustration. He's just taking out his frustration on you. And the teachers, too, are taking out their frustration on us. Oh, my and God. So there was a whole lot of that nonsense. And then I will now transfer to public school in another state later on. And by the time when I, I will come there, I was looking down on people like, hey, man, I'm coming from a private school. You all are below me. So when a teacher would say... <laughs> Trashed me out. Just look at each other. Like, do you know what I've been getting? Eh, what the hell are you gonna do? And they're like well, trying to flop me. I just catch the king. Like hell no, not today, man. <laughs> not today. And, oh, and at the end, I'll still end up being a prefect. I'll end up being a prefect. They're like oh, we need you need to cut your hair. Cut that hair is too high because I had my hair then. You know, I had the square cut. Cut it low, and I'll they just trim it down by one centimeter. I didn't care. I did not care. And now wow, I didn't know they had that for boys of um like you had to cut your hair a certain height. Oh, but even even if you were, uh, I, I think it was. I think they just did that to if uh, to people who they just considered uh, quote unquote bad. Oh, I see. So yeah, they you know because I knew other boys who you know had square cut but were. Good, good standing, mm-hmm. you know, always greeted the principal. Like now, I'm in the Western Nigeria, so Yoruba culture, you have to bend down. I'm like, hell, no, I don't go down to greet you. I'm, I'm, we don't do that. So why I gotta do that? They're like, oh no, but you have to, you have, you have to double it. I'm like, I'm not doing double it. I'll stand up straight. Oh, you disrespectful boy from the south. Yeah, you don't, you don't have respect for your elders. And all this, and I'm like, uh, I've said good morning. I said good morning, ma. I said good morning, sir. Yeah, but you supposed to say good morning, master. Ma- you yeah, my master. What are your master? So, you well, call them headmasters as well? Uh, there was for all teachers wanted to be addressed as master, and I was like, "That's weird." No. Oh wow! So that yeah, you get into trouble for that. Classes, <laughs> but I was a public school, and I've been to private school. And private school, we didn't address as masters. It was uncle, which I was like, it's even more weird now. I think about it because no, we said uh, uncle for and private aunties. school, which is the boarding school. Mm-hmm. We did miss that such and such. Which was what we were supposed to be doing, but yeah. this Christian school we actually addressed each other as uncles. <laughs> <laughs> like, why were we doing that? <laughs> uh, oh and it, it was it was just weird. A whole wow. bunch of, I don't know. I, I, I need to interview someone who attended an Islamic school in Nigeria and find out what they, uh, how they address their teachers, because mm. that's the thing. I'm I'm still not. They have floggings too. Don't get me. They oh, the Islamic flogging is old. <laughs> That's whole because one day I walked by one of their Arabic uh, schools yeah. for kids, like age four, oh, yeah, around age four or five, like evening lessons. Yeah, and you saw kids like age ten with whips over kids like age. Uh, oh my! I was like, goodness. oh hell no! Y'all a whole different level here. It's like, <laughs> whoa! I will, I will know the Quran before I'm age ten too. <laughs> yep. So, anyway, we'll spend enough time on the schools. So, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we shall jump to your arrival in the United States and um, all the good stuff that comes with it. Hi, everyone. We've made it two years, and who would have thought so? So, let's go further and make it three, make it four, make it five, make it six. Who knows? Twenty. But we can't do this without your support. So join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash white label American P-O-D pod or linktree.com slash white label American. 
go there and you see our patreon link and you can join us for as low as three dollars we have bonus content we have bonus materials there's so much juice over there that we don't release to the public and yeah you can contribute in making this podcast better you can send questions you can send your ideas and also there's a lot of new things that are coming the announcements are made on patreon first because we have to you know take care of people who help make this podcast possible so you can be the one to make this podcast what you want it to be come join us on patreon and make it what you like to see join us make it fantastic keep the five stars coming in keep the love coming in thank you for the privilege of your company welcome back people thank you for staying with us so um before we officially arrive in the united states I got to know, what airline did you take when you were flying here? South African airline. Oh, South African. Okay. I was trying to see if you if you took the unofficial airline of the podcast. <laughs> trying to get money from them. <laughs> Which one? KLM. Oh, KLM. That's flown. The, I, I don't think it was in existence at that time. That was in oh, 2002. They've oh, they've been around forever. KLM? Yeah. My mom used South African airlines. I guess that's why. They were still strong then. Yeah, they were very, very strong. I'm surprised that airline went down. Very disappointing. I was very surprised. Yeah, so it's easier for me to travel home that way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, they were like around. Um, by the end of the nineties, South African Airlines was number four in the world. Wow, I, I mean, I, 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 I'm not surprised. It, the service was great. Mm-hmm. Like in 2012, we used it to go home, and uh, the service is great. Um, not, I didn't have any complaints. Really, everything great all around. It's so sad. Now they can't, I don't know how many, I don't think they will have up to 12 planes. Wow. So disappointing. That's disappointing. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll just win the lotto or somebody has to invest into. They should just make me their CEO. Huh? They should make me their CEO. I'll save them. Well, good. Yep. Well, they got to pay me good money too. Yeah. I don't know how that will work out. Well, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Call me at South African Airlines. Yeah, we'll, we'll advertise. <laughs> <laughs> so, you decided to move to the United States. How did that come about? Um, so, I got my visa 2001 after 9-11. And after that, like a few months after that, my mom got sick. So, I had to take care of my mom. I stayed home a year than what I contemplated. I've always, when, once I graduated, my mom used and I used to have talks as to where I wanted to go, where I wanted to do with my life. Um, I was not fully decided mm-hmm. until I graduated. And then when I decided... When on, you say graduated? In 2000. Yeah, no, I said when you say graduated... High you, school. High, high school, yeah, yeah, just for the audience. Yeah, it's no high school. And then um, from that... My mom, I guess, re- again, revisited the conversation. Okay, what are you going to do with your life? So, okay, I'm, I'm finally making my decision to go to America. Uh, my aunt was here, okay. so it made the decision even easier. It seemed to me at the time that it was easy to make money because she was sending money to my grandmother all the time. Was your aunt in New York? My aunt is in New York, in okay. the Bronx. Okay. 
Yeah. So after the year of uh, taking care of my mom, I, I took over her business. I was going back and forth to South Africa to um, supply goods for her wholesalers because business has to go on, was sick mm-hmm. or not. I took over. Once she recovered and um, she was back into operational mode, uh, I decided, my mom and I dis- discussed, okay, this time, let's go, you start your life. Then I, I came here. Um, first impressions, I got to JFK. Oh, wait, wait, before before you get to JFK, uh, I, I want to jump back to your visa process. process. Because uh, you you got your visa right after nine eleven. Yeah. So, what was that like going to the embassy after? Um, what was it like right after nine eleven that you you got the final visa? Like what was on the thirteenth? Yeah. On the, so it was on the thirteenth. You yeah. had your in, your final interview. Yes. So the thing is, you, you know, prior to going to the visa office, yes, you have all these preparations. Uh-huh. So it was already prepared for us and then we got the date yes and when i found out about 9 11 i was just like okay and i remember i was at nando's and shocked i'm like okay i don't know how this interview is going to go mm-hmm. but still i went on the 13 because it's already scheduled we went there it was not bad at all was everybody security hiding everything no normal. not at all um it they asked me, I think, three, four questions. They needed to see my mom's statements. They looked at everything. Okay. Uh, they made sure uh, whatever you're supposed to provide was provided. Um, the reason I was coming, and um, it was just very calm. Okay. The energy that I got from everybody that was there, like, it was just very calm. Uh, I guess what happened in America humbled everybody. Mm. It put us all in a different space, um, but it, the embassy was, everybody was mourning. Hmm. So when you go through such a tragedy, I think we have to reassess and reevaluate on how, I guess, you treat people hmm. in a way. So for us, for me, it was, it, it went well. And I think I, would, I like to say that if it's your day, it's just your day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, still, still staying with that day. Uh, what time did you arrive at the embassy? Do you remember how long you spent there? It was like around nine in the morning. Okay, so similar to yeah, the process. It, yeah, so it was early, and uh, the interview was like not long. Did you have to arrive before? Yeah, like way before nine. Um, wait for, wait for yes, we waited out at the gate mm-hmm. um, because it's a gated it's a it's a gated uh, place. Um, we waited at the gate. Of course, they have to ID you from the gate yeah. until you come to the, into the office. So, do you remember how long it took? The whole thing, like when what from the like, gate? Like for me, when I did they, like it took me like four tries before I, I I finally got my visa. But on the day I got my visa. Uh, uh, the 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 word on the street that you have to arrive if you're you know it's nine a.m. that they start opening the gates. But if you arrive like five minutes to nine, you're not getting in. 
you've arrived at 10. oh i was so you have to arrive we were 30 seven. minutes you have to arrive we were 30 seven. minutes yeah. uh, early okay. we formed the line all mm. of us that were um supposed to came for an interview yeah and then uh once it was i guess nine o'clock they opened up the the gates and we walked in okay yeah so you, you guys have a much nicer system because uh yeah i don't know if nigerian is different now but I know then with the security system there was like you you better be there by nine by seven a.m. if mm. you were for the nine a.m. Uh, oh, wow. entry. So, maybe because you have maybe a lot of people requesting in, uh, at the time mm -hmm. during my time it wasn't so many people. Okay. Requesting oh, that's for a good visa. Point too. So we had like maybe less than ten people in the line. Oh wow. Yeah. So it's not so much traffic. So, so I, not, I I get it. We've traveling to Zambia now to go apply. Yes. <laughs> So I guess maybe if you have like 100 people in the line or 30 people in the line, yeah. you got to be there earlier. So mm -hmm. this way you don't miss your appointment Yeah. because it's one by one. And by the time 9 o'clock is there, your appointment, you're not there. It makes sense to be there at 7 o'clock. Yeah, but they still open at 9 o'clock until 9 a.m. before you start going in. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but you'll be there. But then you need to be there by 7 Oh, in line. God. So you're first wait. in line. Yes, yeah, so it doesn't matter. All of you are there, but from seven a.m. you have to be there. Security will by I think oh, by gosh. eight. Security will be like, no, nah, they're not letting me put into the line. So like, I just targeted because I was coming from a different part of Lagos. I used uh -huh. to consulate in Lagos, and uh, I was like, I don't, you don't want to target eight o'clock, so you target seven a.m. Gotcha. And then you arrive there. So if you are late, it's like seven fifteen. But I know I got there. I always got there before seven a.m. Yeah. So I arrive way early and I, I can't eat that. I can't eat before then. So that I just no, I'm not eating for that day. So because <laughs> you can't bring food inside. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. I didn't eat. I was nervous. Yeah, sure. I, I I was nervous, and even after I got it, it mm. was surreal for me because this is the first try, and yeah. that was it. Good. And it was it felt surreal when I got home. My mom was more excited for me than myself. <laughs> So my mom was like, you should celebrate. You should blah, blah, blah. I was just like, okay. Uh, I was like, okay, it happened. Because the whole process of preparing took so long. Yeah. And then once I got there, I was grateful. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, I guess, it didn't come across when I got home. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it settles in. It yeah, takes time it for takes me time to, to digest yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you arrive at JFK. Oh God, yes. Well, was there someone there to pick you? Or? No, um, we. I, I came with my mom's cousin. Okay. So it was two of us that traveled, and um, we got to JFK. We got on a cab, but both first timers. First timers. Both of you. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Okay. Even um, better. Yes. So, but walking through JFK was just so disappointing. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was literally <sighs> disappointing. I was like, "Whoa, this is America." That's why my I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. Not, not, th this not, is why my disappointment. I'm laughing because you're not the first person to have said that on the podcast. So. No, but this is <laughs> this is where my disappointment started of okay. arrival in America, and I was just like, "Okay," because I'm coming from South African airport. Yeah, the South African airport. Come on looks great it looks like okay uh, this which is which one johannesburg or? johannesburg okay it looks amazing 
And even uh, even after I went back in 2012 in Johannesburg, it's even more like I've upgraded it, upgraded it mm-hmm. to a whole different level. But then being here when I arrived, I'm just like, whoa, this is American. It's not looking like where are the lights, where are the where, where's the Porsche things, <laughs> where, 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 where's everything else. Yeah, we got on a cab, and then when we got to the Bronx, um. I looked at the flat, which is an apartment here, yeah. <laughs> building. Yeah. Um, I looked at it. I was just like, wait, where are all the stuff that I saw on TV? Where's <laughs> the, the amazing flats that I see in the movies? Where's all of that? So I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. It was November. I was cold. I, I had my jacket, <laughs> uh, uh, my, my little jacket with me. Mm-hmm. Thank God, because I when I traveled to South Africa, South okay. Africa is colder you, you, you than had, my had, country. Yeah. So, you, you had, so I kind of had the sense. Some experience. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had some sense of bringing my jacket with me, but still, it was very cold. Um, yeah, we waited outside. We rang the bell. The bell was not working. Oh man! My aunt was my aunt that received us is my mom's young sister. Mm-hmm. And she she was waiting. She's like, I've been waiting for you guys. We arrived at 6 in the morning. Oh, okay. So she's like, I've been uh, waiting for you guys. But still, we were just like, um, <laughs> we were freezing yeah. for a good 15 minutes, 20 minutes oh, outside because the bell was not working. And my frustration was just like, wow, this is America. <laughs> okay. They are... Like you're, you're like uh, I don't know about this New York. Is this New York? Yes. So I was looking for the lights, the um, everything that I saw on TV. That's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But um, having my aunt here was helped a lot because she had been here. She was here since 1999, I believe 1999 or 1998. She was here, so she kind of knew how to navigate. Yeah through uh, New York, um, how to look for a job, uh, how to move around and find connections, who's going to point you in what direction. So that helped a whole lot. Because coming just blindly, if I came just uh, without having someone here, I think it would even be more challenging. I've faced a lot of challenges, but it would be more um, challenging to adjust. So after... The the disappointment of uh, <laughs> New York. You still grew to love New York. Yes. Like all of us do. Oh, yes. <laughs> like my good friend Isra says, New York is like your best friend that you never knew you had. Mm-hmm. Well said. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. It, it It is. I um, I mean, I grew to to love it. While I was adjusting, like the first two weeks... Uh, one and a half week, I was adjusting to the food. First of all, like me, my my aunt cooked for us. She made shima, which is our local food that we eat. It tasted completely different. Of she course. made vegetables, which is um, like the vegetable that we have back home. Collard greens here, they are called. Tasted completely different. The chicken, oh my god! I like everything. I I, I ate. But I was just remember, I was just like, oh my God, this is very different. Like I I adjusted to the differences. The the shima tasted like the shima in South Africa. 
I got that. I was like, okay. Oh, okay. South Africa is different. We kind of eat the same similar foods. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay. But the chicken and the vegetables, completely different. The taste was just way off. Um, but after adjusting to all of that, uh, my aunt's boyfriend at the time, he used to come uh, at night while she was at work. He would come drive me around to see 42nd Street. Uh, and then I was like, okay, this is the America <laughs> I was seeing on TV. So he would show me around uh, uh, the bridge, Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah. He would show me around uh, Washington, the, the, the Washington Bridge. All of the bridges who show me around, and he'll drive me shout, at night. Shout out to him. Shout yes, to him. No, I'm so he, grateful to him because yeah, he gave you a tour. I never had that. Yeah, he gave me a tour. It was really, I, I, I was received well. I can't complain. Good. Yeah. Good. That, that, that helps. That yeah, helps. It, no, it definitely helped because if I just stayed in the house, Mm-mm. I would have been so miserable. Yeah. But he would, he would come drive me around. He, I remember he took me to Burger King and he bought me a burger. I was just like, uh. Not that great, but I ate it. Not to be rude, I, I ate it because I, I can't get sponsorship from Burger King. Now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm messing with you. <laughs> so, how did you decide on um, uh, career path after after um, you, you settled down a little bit? Um, <laughs> career path. I mean, for me, I did since. So when I came, since I just graduated from school, mm-hmm. from high school, I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to go to, uh, once I finish, I'll find a job somehow. Then I came to the realization that it takes long for me to transfer my credits, uh, whatever I had learned to transfer it here. I didn't want to go through that hassle. So I went into doing high school diploma. Okay. Because um, the goal was for me to go to college. Yeah. I wanted to go to college. So I did my high school diploma. And in the meantime, um, everybody in my community, my Zambian community, was doing babysitting and housekeeping. Nobody really explained how it was mm. everybody just made it look like it was so easy yeah uh, the money is easy the work is easy mm-hmm. um, my aunt took me to an agency I did um, I it was hard looking for work but I eventually when I got a job it was from um, taking care of five kids uh, five. five kids wow. ages six to uh, seven years old and um, at I, the same time at the same time. Bang. And I was a nanny and a housekeeper at the same time. The house was humongous, huge. The first time I got there, I really contemplated on what, what, what on my decision. Like, is mm. this the right decision I had made? Yeah. I came from a home at the time where we were served by our housekeepers. We uh-huh. treated them like family. Yeah. The first evening I get there, Ralph, she goes, she asked me to save dinner for the family. You know, around five o'clock here, it gets really dark. And for mm-hmm. the kids, um, she had really like a schedule for what time they eat. And eight o'clock, they were all in bed. So she asked me to save dinner. So I served them dinner. And I'm thinking I'm being treated like 
the way I treat our people back home. She tells me to go sit in the kitchen and look through the, the glass doors uh, for when they finish to go collect the plates. I'm sitting in the kitchen. This is like a few minutes of being at the house. Yeah. I just start crying. Mm. I think of my mom. I think of my decision. I'm now a servant in someone's home. How is this? Like, mm. how does this work for me? And then I look at the house, how humongous it was. I was super skinny when I first came here. I was I, growing up in school, I was athletic. I ran track a lot, so I kept my shape. Uh, but when I came here, it's like so skinny and um, trying to think through of how I'm going to clean the house and take care of five kids. My schedule was 6 a.m. to 12 a.m. every day for six days. 6 a.m. to 12 a.m., wow. All right. The kids woke up at 6 in the morning yeah. every single day, everybody at the same time, got them ready. Three of them went to school. Two of them stayed home with me, the six-month and the two-year-old. And I would clean around, I would clean the house with them coming with me uh, in every room. And then um, after six months, to be honest with you, my body could not take it anymore. I was using muscles I've never used in my life. Wow. Just the stress level, like there was no money in the world that could have kept me at that house. And on top of that, my boss was not the nicest person ever. She was a stay-at-home mom, but her husband was not treating her the right way the way she wanted to be treated. And then the stress was coming on to me. Oh, so she was taking it out on She you. was displacing her anger. Yeah. And I get it. I get it. And aside from that also, having five kids is a lot. Because you get to juggle a marriage, you get to juggle your children, and then you get to juggle this new person in your house that has a different culture completely from yours. Yeah, but and, still, you don't... Uh, and I'm trying to adjust to the new world that I've moved into. And I'm trying to adjust to her and her family. I was adjusting to everybody else in the house, seven people, oh. and they are all adjusting to me. So it was the most stressful time I've ever gone through. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, I respect you for, go, for going through that and surviving because it's, it's not easy. Yeah, not so easy. After, after that I quit after six months. Yeah. And I talk about all of this. I share it on my podcast, Concrete Pastures. Like I tell my story mm -hmm. step by step on how I arrived as well. Um, but after that, I found another job, which was completely day and night from uh, the, yeah, first the first one. Yeah. And um, I worked for them for a year and change. And after that, I was just like, okay, this is enough. Let me go into what I really want to do, which was getting into finance. Mm. And after babysitting for so long, it's another reality as well of where's your resume? That's what everybody was asking. Wow. So the first job that I went to interview for was at Macy's on 34. Yeah. Yeah. They had a call. I don't even know how I found it, but I went 
and um, I didn't get the I didn't get the job because I didn't get I didn't have a resume. But there was this girl from Nigeria. For some reason, she saw me, and right away we became friends. We were walking around. She's like, "Let's go to H and M." We as we're going to H and M, she's talking to me, asking me questions as to uh, what did you come to Macy's? She also had come for an interview, but she had been in America for longer than me. And in the working world of, you know, not babysitting, yeah. but office but work. She had been in the, okay, so, okay. Right. Yeah. So she told me, she's like, you need to build your resume and I can help you build your resume. This is somebody I just met. She's telling me this. And mm -hmm. I've had a few people that have come into my life that way. I call them my angels. <laughs> um, right away, she tells me, I, I used to work for this McDonald's in Harlem. Uh, I know the boss. We can go from here to there uh, right now today. Sure. Her word was... And she, she came true. <laughs> yeah. We went, to we went to McDonald's in Harlem. He owned, two, he owned three of them, all of the ones in Harlem. And um, I, t I spoke to him the next day. I met one of the bosses for the one that ran the McDonald's on Harlem 125th. And I started work. I mean, that was my the beginning of my resume to get into finance. After, wow. But when I got there, I hated it, Ralph. I oh, hated no. it. The uniform. Yeah. I've always hated wearing a uniform. Well, even back in school, I just hated wearing uniform. It just. I like to have the freedom to wear my own stuff. So the uniform and which, then the food. Which, which makes sense when it comes to your church too. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, that yes, yes, yes. No, it does. Uh, it really does. I like to have the freedom. Um, and then the food. I, I mean, I, my kids eat McDonald's now. I'm not a big fan of McDonald's. I'm a healthy eater. I think most uh, of there's there's another reason too, yeah. but I won't say it now. But um, but there is some other reasons why people don't choose to eat McDonald's. But it's fast food. My fast food that I like is it, it tastes different from me. My palate is very different mm. to the fast food that they serve here. I don't really like to participate in it, but um, so I worked there for like few months. And then one day I just nudge myself. I'm like, let me go to Bloomingdale's. Let me see uh, what they have, if they have any uh, positions open. Let me just walk there. It just kept coming to my heart. So I, one day when I was off, I just walked You followed to, your intuition. Yes. I just walked to uh, 59th, went to Human Resources. I asked them if they had any openings. She tells me, go upstairs. There is an opening uh, for sales associate. Uh, I went to interview right away. I was um, hired. He asked me for a resume. I told him <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have one. I, I, I forgot it at home. Meanwhile, I didn't have one. But I told him I worked at McDonald's, which was great to build your resume that way. Um, two weeks later, I quit McDonald's, and I was working for Bloomingdale's. And after Bloomingdale's, Bloomingdale's, I worked for them for a little bit. That was in 2005, actually. I worked for them for a little bit. I met this guy from Citibank. He was opening up accounts. So when I saw him, I started to ask him questions. Um, how do you get into banking? All, all you need is customer service and cash uh, experience. I was like, oh, I have both of those. And um, I was Good still friends. 
with the girl from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. She pointed me into the direction of uh, a guy who helped me uh, write my resume. He's from uh, Senegal with two friends. He helped me do my resume. He helped me prepare. He was working for Citibank at the time. He's like, oh, my branch is actually hiring. Uh, I help, I'll help you prepare. From that conversation, and um, I'm so grateful to, um, to, the, to my Nigerian friend and to my Senegal. Yeah, <laughs> some Nigerians that come through. I'm, for me, I've had good experiences. Uh, you guys get a bad rev, but everybody uh, I've met... Of, there's a lot of wild Nigerians. There's a lot of us. Yes, I agree. Uh, I agree. But no, so but when far... You meet, when you meet the good ones, you meet, you meet them. Yes, I've met the good ones so far. And I have no complaints, but I feel very blessed that I met uh, the good Nigerians. So from that, that's how my career started in finance. Awesome. I started as a part-time teller. Awesome. So mm -hmm. we, I would love to continue, but we are out of time. Oh, okay. So um, we have definitely have to do a part two so that we can dive into the financial industry and talk more about that. So two quick questions to wrap up. Um, I know we, we, we mentioned your dancing as a kid <laughs> earlier on, but uh, we can't let you go without doing the proper music question. Oh, gosh. So we need, we need you to dance for one hour. Don't worry, we are not making a video of that. Um, give us three artists that can keep you dancing. And you can give us um, your 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 local artists, um, not not the most popular names. You can't give us uh, Beyonce. You can't give us Rihanna. You know you can you ask cheating. You can give us uh, Drake. I've already mentioned Drake, so Drake's out of the equation. Okay. So and you can't give us Bonaboy, Boy too, because too many people have given Bonaboy Boy on this. Podcast. Okay. Okay. And you can't give us the next one too, Davido. It's also out okay, of. Okay. So I guess Wizkid is out of question. Yes. Too. Good. And you see that that's the point. So just yeah, give us three quick. Artists that keep you dancing. You can give us only Zambian, or you can give us one Bronx. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll throw my friend in. Okay. Uh, DJ H that made the soundtrack for Concrete Pastures. Oh, yeah, that's a good soundtrack. Uh, thank you. Is H as in letter H? H, uh, H, yeah. Oh, okay. H man. H man. Yeah, oh. DJ H man. All right. He's Harold Mavola, so he just uh, cut it in half. <laughs> I nice. guess in a way, nice. cut it. Yeah, and uh, I would put uh, your maps is Zambian also. Your maps. Yes, your maps. Okay. Um, who else keeps me dancing? Uh, no woman. Hmm. Women. No. I mean, you told me uh, not famous ones. Yeah. Okay. So. You you told me not the famous ones. So do do I if okay, give me one that I don't I might I might not know the one that you mentioned. <laughs> Let's see. If, if if it's a woman that I don't know, then she, that means uh, even if she's famous, I might accept her. Uh, Beyonce. What? Yeah, she's Beyonce from Zambia. Not from Zambia. From Malawi or uh, South Africa, you can give from nearby. From Nigeria. Oh, uh, no, 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 my girl, Nigeria. my girl, we're my girl. We're not doing that. We're not not Yemi Aladdin, no. But, uh, Without doing Nigeria, uh, there's a quote. They've already made the quota. There are other people. Oh, oh, okay. Um, you can pick from your neighbors. From our neighbors, like Congo. Um, jeez, Congo. There was this woman that used to keep us. Um, you can bring from your 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 dancing. childhood days too. It doesn't have to be recent. Yes, that's from my childhood days actually. Mm -hmm. 
the the lady. I'm forgetting her name. Um, she was in competition with Kofi Olomide. And oh, yeah. Who was that? I'm I'm forgetting her name, but she's from Congo as well. Oh, she used I to record um, in um, in France. That's where yeah. her videos would come in from. Yeah, that's where everybody recorded back then. Yeah. Ah, so I can't she, she would record. there was a woman or two back then. Yeah. Mm. I can't recall. I I like the the, the group Makoma. Makoma. Yeah. I know that name. I I, I like that the group All Makoma. Right. We'll, we'll, uh, I think take that for now. It's the family. All right. Final question. What would you like to leave the audience with? It's your freestyle moment. Oh, okay. Um, to my, you know, everything that comes out of me is immigrant because of my platform. And I live and breathe it type of thing. Um, I just want to encourage somebody who, uh, I guess, if they go to a country and they see other people, uh, let's say, they come in and someone has been here longer than them, not to compare themselves to those people. You don't know their their connections. You don't know what they have been through to get where they are. Don't compare your day two, your day one, or your one year to somebody who's been uh, in the country for 10 years. Run your race, enjoy your journey. Once upon a time, your dream was to go to America. And if you are at the level of just at the beginning of your journey as being an immigrant, celebrate that. Like, at least I made it to America. And just enjoy the process of whatever has your name on it, nobody can take it. Beautiful. I agree. Yeah, because we, I, I went through so much stress. If I knew this for myself, I should have... <laughs> And that's that's why we share our stories today. Yeah. And hopefully someone listening out there can it can touch somebody and they apply it. Going that's forward. the goal. Seriously, yeah. that's the goal. So we didn't get the chance to talk about your podcast and that's another reason why we'll have a part two. But please plug yourself in and uh, let people know where they can find you and listen to your beautiful podcast. Hello, everybody. Um, <laughs> so, Concrete Pastures um, can be found on my website, concretepastures.com, and wherever you listen to your podcast Spotify, Apple, uh, uh, Samsung, Amazon, right. we are everywhere. And um, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Facebook. Follow me. Uh, all the podcast episodes are actually on Facebook. If you'd like to take a listen, they are very inspiring. If you are a dreamer out there, uh, we are this. Uh, we're trying to give a different view of what being an immigrant is. That's right. And through each other's stories, we are inspiring each other. This way, we don't feel alone, and we're making a way for other people that are coming after us to learn something so they don't make the same mistakes like we did. Um, hopefully, I mean, they, somebody learns something and the goal is for somebody to take over this, I guess, also take it to a whole different level as well in the future. That's right. And I'll be a future guest on the podcast, so be on the lookout. People, and, uh, yeah, 
So I'm not the only one who talks about immigrants or gives uh, mostly immigrants a voice on his platform. So thank you all. And um, Umbana, my sister Nancy, for coming on the show. Um, that's how we say thank you in my language. Yay. And um, Umbana, everyone listening, come back next week. And uh, don't forget to send in your answer to the question, um, <laughs> how long, uh, why are you living in the city? Sorry, why are you living in the city that you are currently living in? Just, uh, yeah, email your answers, leave a voice message or DM in the inboxes of the various social media that I'm on. Um, the podcast. Don't DM my personal DM at the podcast. Yeah. All right. Mbana, and thank you for the privilege of your company. See you next week. Thanks for listening to White Label American. If you enjoy the show, we'll appreciate if you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. If you have any questions, comments, or have someone who will be a good guest on the show, or you want to be on the show, send us a message at whitelabelamerican at gmail.com. And make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at White Label American. Thank you for your support.